0: Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang.
1: I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm alright! Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it! I'm putting my heart in this dog. Let's go, man! Let's go. Kane Gang! Kane Gang! Kane Gang! Kane Gang!
0: You're Kane listening Kane to Kane gang. Gang. Kane gang, only on Sirius Kane XM 145 Slam Radio. Boy, you agree? That's Kane Gang. Welcome, welcome,
2: welcome everybody to another edition of the Kangang Radio Show here on SiriusXM Channel 145 Slam Radio. It was uh, a great weekend leading up to the game on Saturday. We're gonna just get right into it and in, uh, the Alabama debacle. You know, you know. Here's the thing. Um, and again, for everybody tuning in, you know, we all predicted Miami to win, and it's easy to predict that Miami is gonna win because. We can say what we want to say. I mean, obviously, I'm a guy who says a lot of stuff with my heart. Um, and sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. If I was a betting man, like legitimately betting man, I would have not taken Miami. But because I love Miami and it doesn't cost me anything, I'm like, Miami's going to win this game, right? I'm that's not backpedaling. I'm not backpedaling or anything, Bird. And uh, But, again, so, you know, obviously a good weekend up in the uh, hung out, had lunch, you know, did some running around, and the, uh, I'm just going to kind of go through the weekend, you know, like a recap of the weekend, Yeah, and then, um, you know, all canes, you know, Harry did a great job up the Bucket Saloon, the, the Beat Bama Bash, um, oh, yeah. I was a little, <laughs> I was a little taken back originally by the, by the venue, You're just based when you walk in, um, kind of didn't know what to think about some of the things that were in the middle of the saloon, but, uh, that's for that's, I'm gonna leave that open for interpretation. Um, but obviously, you know, again, I kind of Googled it and, and, and it wasn't what I, you know, you would think it was, but it's basically like a bar, you know, like a bar and grill type thing. And, uh, but it was good. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, hooked up with Melvin Bratton, Lamar Thomas and, you know, Canes United, a bunch of people there. I mean, obviously, you know, we left, you know, seven 30 ish, give or take it. I am a believer that COVID was running rampant in there. So
3: <laughs> hey, I'll tell you, man, I've taken three tests since I've been home, three rapid tests, man, partly because I've still lost my voice uh yeah. from the game from screaming at everything the good, the bad yeah. and the ugly. Yeah. More more bad and ugly than good, but
2: <laughs> no, no, no doubt. And then um so obviously, you know, it was a great opportunity just to kind of you know be together, you know, fellowship and you know, just you know, cheer on and you know, see all the orange and green together, you know, in the, in the, in the saloon. And, you know, it was good, man. We had a good time. Obviously, Saturday, you know, the Home Depot backyard tailgate, I thought they did a really, really good job putting that on. Obviously, Alabama was on one side. Miami was on the other side. And, yeah. you know, it was uh, it was good. I mean, I, every, leading everything into the opportunity of, like, the football game itself was just it – was, it was phenomenal. I mean, obviously, I, I can give a quick little shout-out. We went to dinner, you know, went to dinner on Friday night to New York Prime uh had a great great meal for anybody who's up in the ATL and who's never been to New York Prime. I guess I'm just giving them a plug right now. But uh, oh, uh let <laughs> <it>. me <laughs> tell you it was good. And then um, you know, obviously, you know, it was uh you know yourself, it was Maria and I and then um you know Derek B and, and Ethan. Um you know and again you know uh, for those of you who are listening or tuning in, we were presented with a with a free bottle of Dom Parignon. And obviously, it was a nice gesture by somebody who kind of bought us a bottle. And, um, you know, we just leave it at that. You know, obviously, I don't drink, but I wasn't going to be rude. And, you know, so I kind of had a glass and a half. And then I was kind of tipsy for a little bit. But anyway, that's just another story. Uh, you know, but again, all, all in all, I think, you know, the, the, the weekend was good. So let's get into the game, Bird. Let's just talk, you know, obviously, we're going to do the first seven and talking about the game and um, kind of figure out a couple things. So let me ask you a question. Uh, what are some of the, give me two takeaways that you're taking away from that game. It, it can be anything. I just want two takeaways and then I'll, I'll go into a little bit in depth. So
3: first one is we're not there yet. Right. <clears throat> so I, 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 you know, as much as you want to get me, I can say, Hey, we shouldn't have played that game. You know, I, I still agree with going up there, right. Playing that game. <clears throat> of course, I wish we were a little further along. Um, but a- Alabama is insane, man. I mean, Literally, like, they do everything well. And, I mean, that's what happens when you've got, you know, Saban there for 15 years building that roster and and, and tweaking it and, and really perfecting it. I mean, that team literally had no weaknesses, right? Now, that being said, and the more that the week's gone on, you know, I have found some things that I was slightly impressed with, right? Um, You know, once we made some changes on the offensive line, how they played against – uh that Alabama D line that just absolutely wreaks havoc. I mean, most sports casters are saying that that is the best defense that Alabama's ever had right there. And after watching that, man, I believe it. <laughs> um, you know, so after we made some, some adjustments, you know, putting justice in, uh, obviously Scaife was getting, was getting beaten out there left and right, but we put justice in and he really played well, man. I mean, you know, really delivered for us. Uh, You know, secondly, you know, the pass rush. I mean, when you look at the stat came out that says we had the third most pressures of any team last weekend. (laughs) Right. And that kind of blew me back. So I'm like, man, we didn't bring Bryce Young down much. But I think that's really a testament to how good that kid's going to be, man. Because, I mean, he put the ball right where it needed to be every time. He knew his playbook. He knew where his guys were supposed to be. They were they were there. I mean, look, they're, they're well coached, man. I mean, we we got beaten. We got. Slapped around, we got our lunch money taken from us, but you know, now it's about how do you get back up and how do you respond?
2: So I'm gonna piggyback on some of your points. So our O line was atrocious. I mean, there was uh there was an opportunity for Miami to score. And I'm I, I want to say it was third down. I could be wrong, but uh Scafe and Donaldson got completely destroyed coming on the guys that came off the edge. Corey Gainer just – he looked – and I thought he was probably one of our better O-line guys. He just looked like he was in a yeah. different realm out there, right? He did. And, and so I think that Alabama is going to do that to you. Um, and I did say at one point, I think it's going to come down to the trenches. Um, we did not have a good game plan going into that game. If you knew that Alabama's uh, front four was going to put that much pressure on that, and you would have saw that the first or second series – you were going to have to adjust and you did not adjust some of the calls again, you know, you're running Ken Harris right up the middle. Um, that's not going to work. Not against Alabama. Um, the holes weren't there. They're too fast. You know, they were literally baiting you to throw the ball. I mean, they were putting seven, eight in the box and just say, Hey, just, just throw the ball on a couple of times that we did throw the ball. There was, there was some decent, uh, there was some decent plays. I thought Keyshawn Smith caught the ball. He caught a nice pass over the middle. Like just went up and snagged it. Um, uh, but then really, really no, no shots down the field. I mean, obviously you take away the one, uh, the one touchdown to Restrepo. Um, I think that was, that was a beautiful pass. Great catch, you know, again, uh, great defense. though. I mean, it was just, it was, a it was one of those 50, 50 balls that we finally came down with, you know, I look at that. I watched that. I rewatched the game twice already. You watched the one uh, call with Rambo that was given a pass interference call. Um, I don't agree with the call. I thought it was a bad call. I think that Miami was the benef- beneficiary of that call. It was just two guys running, feet got tripped up, you know, and, and they, they threw the flag. And yet we don't even capitalize on that. So moving forward, and again, I'm putting Alabama already kind of behind. It was great to watch Alabama play. Like you said, you know, here's something Saban's been doing for 15 years. The thing about Alabama, though, is if you notice, there's no egos on that team. Those kids come in, I don't care if they're a freshman, a sophomore, a junior, senior, they're literally sitting there time and time again, waiting for their opportunity to play, you know, but you look at a three headed monster with, you know, um, Brian Robinson, Jr. um, Number 21. And then Trey Sanders, their running backs were literally just far and away like NFL type running backs. Now you brought something up about Alabama's defense being one of the best defenses that they've ever seen. I thought Miami had opportunities and they did make up. They did make plays to really, you know, show that Alabama's defense can be beat again if you give if again. I'm going with different type of quarterbacks, but if you give another quarterback opportunity to get down the field to get to push the ball down the field, I think Alabama could be exposed a little bit. Now, look, you look at Cheney running the ball compared to Harris. Like he went head up with Henry Tuatoto and just literally laid him on his tail. Um, their linebackers are fast. Their linebackers are physical. They're big, um, but again, I, I think that they can be exploited now. Do I think Alabama runs a table based on what I saw? I can't really say yes or no because they played Miami. Miami's not there yet, right? I want to see how they stack up against a Georgia because obviously watching Georgia play Clemson later on, you know, again, only giving up three points, Georgia's defense looks stacked. Now, okay. the question is, can Georgia's defense do anything to counter, you know, on offense, I'm sorry, go against Alabama's defense. So Well th-
3: everybody was so impressed with Georgia this weekend, but look, their offense didn't do much, man. Correct. And there's a lot of rumors circulating around now that JT Daniels may be injured. So well,
2: and again, that's that's just a topic for another 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 opportunity, another another topic moving on forward. So moving forward against you know the Alabama, just continue just to talk about that game. I did see some positive notes. Um, I do like Cam Kitchens and I do like James Williams. Um, I, I don't want to say that the the buzz around Bubba Bolden and Gervin Hall shouldn't be there. I, I think they're two good players, right? But if you have an opportunity where you have an upperclassman and a freshman kind of being neck and neck, I'm gonna go with the young guy because I think Cam came in, stepped in phenomenally. It was a bonehead play, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call it like it is. The guy's already falling down. You got someone above a boulder who should know better in that situation, and you literally just lead with your helmet and, and hit him, right? So where's the maturity? Where is your your leadership? Knowing that you shouldn't listen. If it was a spur of the moment, it just like the guy tucked, you know, kind of tucked on you, and, and you went down low. But you know you need to keep your eyes up. Like how 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 much do they emphasize keeping your head up, right? And for it safety. Is. The safety for yourself, correct, right? The safety for yourself, though, you got to be able to keep your head up. Um, But you put your you put your team in a hole right off the rip, right at the end of the first quarter. Um, You know, going down seventeen nothing, then twenty nothing, then twenty seven nothing. I'm gonna ask you this question, Bird: Do you believe that after pretty much seventeen nothing, they shut the playbook down?
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, we always run the RPO, (laughs) right? So that's why I think it looked like there. I mean, there just there wasn't a lot out there, right? And I think once that. Once they knew that, uh, <laughs> that, look, you're not you're not pulling out of this game. You know, they didn't they didn't open the playbook up, right? Yep. So.
2: I, I just I feel like once you get down and you know you're not coming back against a team like Alabama, like you're down seventeen nothing, you might as well just stick a fork in you, right? You're done. I, yeah. I don't I don't see you coming back. You showed nothing offensively to even remotely look like, hey, we're gonna put some points on the board. You know, there was some. One call I didn't like, and let me talk about this is so I'm on the offensive side of the ball, is that fourth and one, you want to do a quick, you want to do a quick snap in the shotgun on the one yard line and you run right up the middle, right? Yeah. You got to be able to see that that middle is c- closed, plant and go to the outside because it was wide open. You run up the
3: middle with your smallest player. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. So That was the hard part, right? And, and Yeah. So I want to see moving forward, how are you going to learn from this? And that's what we've talked about, you know, in the previous weeks. Win or lose against Alabama, how are you going to respond? Yeah. So I want to see, I don't know what game prep was like this week. I don't know what practice was like this week. Um, obviously, you saw some things is like, you know what, if, you, if, you, if you're not embarrassed by being, being beat 44-13, blah, 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 you know, that type of stuff. I get it. But actions speak louder than words. you got to be able to come out this week. Now, again, and and we have App State this week, right? And we have the guys from, I think, Black and Yellow coming on and, you know, a little bit, Black and Gold. They're coming out a little bit. We'll get into that about the App State game. But these guys got to be thinking, okay, are we going to have the hangover from Alabama or are we going to really start our season moving forward? I look at Alabama as a preseason game. Again, we've talked about this here on the Ken Gang Show. This is not make or break your season, the Alabama game. Now, it's what do you do post Bama that gets you ready to go? Um, now, speaking of the defense side of the ball, one thing that I thought was really, really intriguing, and again, and I'll say this probably the whole year everybody wants to, knack, to, to knock Zach McLeod. I think Zach McLeod had one of the best games on the defense side of the ball. I think he finished fifth on like the PFF moving forward um, mm-hmm. on the defense, right? Like, And he didn't necessarily have a bunch of tackles or tackles for loss. But he made the right plays. He literally was coming off that edge quick. He was beating that right tackle left and right. Mm-hmm. That allowed Chase Young to, um, to, I'm to, uh, not Chase Young, Bryce Young to, to step up into the pocket to make the throws. But he was doing what he was supposed to be doing. Again, getting up the field, bringing the quarterback up. You know, and where you line, where was your linebackers at that point, right? So, again, it's it's Alabama. I want to see how he continues to progress. A couple other bright spots. I thought that. Uh, Corey flag, I thought had a, had a really nice game, um, you know, playing linebacker catcher Smith. Uh, it was, it was decent. Um, our defensive tackles didn't really look, you know, to do any type of, of damage whatsoever. And again, but you're again, go back to the same you know, scenario. You're playing Alabama. Um, I thought Zach had a, people want to talk about that potential, you know, intentional grounding safety call. Cool. You know, again, now looking back and watching the film, quarterback was out of the pocket by a good yard yard and a half so that was a good call um like real time like real game like time it looked like it was close you know you could have threw the flag um but bring me. <laughs> yeah i mean i mean because again that's yeah, a huge back, turn you
3: look back at that one on replay and, and and i can see that one right yeah the one that just well
2: there's two that baffled. michael redding michael redding yeah. on the whole and, and I mean, the targeting
3: he gets yoked <laughs> and he gets <laughs> and targeted <laughs> And they yeah. still let him have the interception. It's like, yeah. dude, like you look at that. I mean, it's, there's two blatant calls that were, that were missed on there that were obvious. And then yeah. I've never seen a fumble that was, I mean, like, I mean, am I looking at that wrong? Like, no. So again,
2: if you go back and watch that play, so what happened was, I think it was, I, I don't know, was it 21? I think it was 21. I don't think it was Brian Robinson. 21 fumbled yeah. the ball. Um, mm-hmm. Kim Kitchens came up, hit him low. He fumbled the ball. Gervin Hall scooped it up. But why the running back was still on the ground, he actually grabbed it again and maintained possession of it while he was on the ground. So theoretically he owns possession of the ball because he was on the ground when he grabbed it. So I, it, it was kind of one of those calls where I think it could have gone either way. But again, you can't give the referees time to look at something like that and give the ball back to Alabama.
3: Yeah. When I, when I look back at it, I, I didn't think he had possession of the ball, but I mean, Hey, it doesn't matter. It's not, it's not like that would have changed anything. I mean, I think, no. you know, we had opportunities to really yeah. cover the spread, yeah. and um, you know, look. Sometimes in these games, it takes the ball to bounce your way and have a little bit of luck. Yeah, we had no luck whatsoever in that yeah. game. You All know, right. like nothing went our way.
2: Well, we'll so, see. Uh, we'll we'll see how that changes this week against App State, right? So we're gonna throw hashtag beat App State. So listen, we're getting ready to go to break here on the first segment of the Ken Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM Channel One Four Five. Uh, coming back when we come back from break, we're gonna have the guys from uh, Black and Gold from. Uh, the App State guys joining us. So we'll be right back, and uh, we'll bring the, the guys back in with us. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This
4: is Tua Tungle by Loi. Yo, Sway
1: Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Everyone. What's up? This is Gronk, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM, yeah.
5: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Good morning, amigo.
6: Hey Amen. Hey, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manualapola, too, I'm, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call if, him
3: that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you
6: want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manualapola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manualapola. Tua? I can't do it. <laughs> I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manualapola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manualapola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manualapola. So that sounds much better.
0: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM
1: 145,
0: Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on SiriusXM XM 145, Slam Radio.
1: I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested, if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General, at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family.
7: Hola, mi gente. ¿Qué tal saluda
0: la
8: contra la caballota, la reina, y a mi gente de Slam
0: With Kane Gang on Sirius XM One Four Five Slam Radio.
2: All right, everybody, we're back for the second segment here on the Cane Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM Channel One Four Five. Uh, we were fortunate enough earlier in the week, Bird, to uh, join the uh, Black and Gold Podcast with um, I think Big C and AJ,
1: and yep. uh, I
2: think and DJ as well. The, boy, the former voice of the Mountaineers. And uh, so I think we'd like to return the favor. I know you kind of set this up with the guys from Black and Gold, so why don't you go ahead and introduce them and bring them on?
3: Sure, sure, work. Here come AJ and Big C from the Black and Gold podcast. Uh, we've been we've been exchanging a lot of messages with these guys. I think they're uh, they're both going to be at the game, so we look forward to welcoming them into uh, the Hard Rock Stadium this weekend. So
8: welcome, guys.
9: What's up? Thanks for having us. Thanks,
8: Thanks guys. So Appreciate it.
2: Wonderful. So, so guys, the Black and Gold, the, they they're coming back from Boone. You guys are to come on down and. You're going to get into this 95 degree heat. Uh, not so much the players. How are you guys going to handle the heat of down here in South Florida?
9: All right. So I'm down here right now. So we talked about that. We were on the show. I've been in uh, Port St. Lucie, uh, Florida for the last uh, week. Yeah. Me and Dirty Bird were representing. I'm eating Big <laughs> Apple Pizza from Big Apple Pizza on Bay Shore. Let's go. Let's do it. Do you
3: have the garlic knots?
9: Yeah, yeah, I man, I got oh, a dozen of them God. waiting for me. I'm doing this first. Though. <laughs> you guys are more important. The garlic knots are waiting for me in the room. Good stuff. Um, I'm gonna tell you guys, and I'll let Big C, you know, because uh, he lives in perfect weather, you know, nine months out of the year. Um, I forgot. I had forgotten how just brutal the humidity is, and this week especially has just been unbelievable. I'm very thankful for a 7:30 kick time. Um, I'm looking forward to it nonetheless, but man, I've been, I've sweated through so many clothes this week. It's unbelievable. <laughs>
2: well, good. So let me ask you a question. Big C, like how, did you grow up in Boone? Is that how you became an App State fan? Or did you kind of, you know, kind of follow them somewhere? How, how, I'll ask you both same question, but Big C, how did you become an App State fan and then AJ follow up when he's done with the same question?
8: Yeah. Yeah. My, my App State story is interesting. So my dad went to App State and I grew up in Statesville, which is about an hour down the mountain, which is in the Piedmont of North Carolina, which the heat may be not like Florida in the summertime, but it's darn close. Um, so we get heat in the season in the hundreds and 110s. So we know what it's like. And, you know, how those thunderstorms come when they feel like it. But, no, uh, I, I, I didn't grow up in Boone, but I feel like I grew up in my falls. Like, I grew up in Boone. So part of me was when I was about five years old until, you know, I came to college. Is I went, you know, went up the mountain, we watched games, and we drove back down. And I did that until I went to school at that. And then I wasn't driving up and down the mountain anymore. I was just driving across, this, across town. And I haven't left uh, really the, the Boone area since I graduated. Um, so that's that's my half state story. I've, I've lived here since 1999. Um, so I've lived more of my life here in Boone than I have where I grew up.
2: Nice. AJ, talk to me. What about you? Yes.
8: Yeah, so um,
9: I, I have uh, two, uh, you know, mom, dad, aunts, uncles, cousins all went to App State. But I, I grew up, I kind of alluded to a second ago, I grew up in Port St. Lucie, kind of away from that in my formative years and, you know, through middle of high school didn't really i knew app state was in boone and my my family had um a place my grandparents had a place in uh an adjacent county so we you know spent all the time up there but really went until senior year in high school my mom wanted me out of the house and so she said you're not <laughs> staying here so uh she uh, told me i gotta go somewhere so i went to app state but um and so charles and i have very different stories however when you get bit by the bug uh of your school and, and your team that you pull for man it's something that overtakes you unlike anything you can can describe and so um charles and i share that that passion of hey man when we when you fall for your school and your program and you fall hard and so uh since 2007 been a diehard app state fan um went there for school for four years i live about an hour away from boone we spent you know, charles will tell you I, we spent as much time in the high country as we can um but yeah it's been it, it kind of love at first you know moment on campus and that's that's so i'm going on year i think 15 of um this fandom stuff
3: so quick question were either one of you guys in the big house for the uh for the 30 what is it 34 32 day
8: charles yeah, left. absolutely i was there um we we made the 12 hour jaunt uh, from boone to ann arbor uh, we went to an applebee's the night before because that's about the only place that was open and we wrote a, <laughs> uh, an outstate theme song um the hail to the victors uh fight song for <laughs> michigan we we, we replaced some words with App State brand new words, and we told that Applebee's waitress that they gonna have some problems the next day. And I hope she kept that, that napkin is all I got to say. Wow.
2: So, so Big C, you say you're from Piedmont, is that correct?
8: Yeah, from the Piedmont of North Carolina, which is, yeah. which is Statesville, which is north of yeah. Charlotte. Yeah.
2: So I know it's that, because I, I once went to Bible school at Piedmont Baptist Bible College. Um, up there okay. and, uh, kind of went a different direction from the Bible, <laughs> kind of, <laughs> kind of did a one eighty from the Bible and went that way. So, but yeah, so I, I'm familiar with that, you know, anywhere up there, it's just a beautiful area. I mean, yeah. um, you know, I had every intention on going up in 2016 to, to the app state game, uh, some situations popped up and, and I travel to almost every single game. Um, you know, my, my one goal is to try to catch every single college, you know, stadium, Um, but unfortunately there was some some circumstances where I couldn't make it up there. But, you know, anywhere up in the Carolinas, like, I'm a big mountain guy. You know, you put me up there, like, you give me, like, a 30-30 or a 30-06 and put me in a stand somewhere, I'm ready to go, man. (laughs) we
8: got plenty of places for that.
2: Yeah, no doubt. So, so guys, talk to me a little bit about about what your expectations are. Obviously, you guys get a big quarterback coming, you know, transfer from Clemson and and Chase Bryce. And, um, obviously, we saw him last year when he was at Duke. What's your expectations moving forward? Obviously, you guys had a good game against East Carolina. Um, you had you know, good passing game. You know, obviously, you had two runners over 100 yards running the ball. What are you looking for to kind of get you or propel you guys potentially to a victory against Miami? AJ, I'll start with you.
9: Yeah, man. Um, I think one of the things that we all wanted to see was how Chase Price would do. Um, you know, we, Him coming in, transfer, transfer portal. Um, you hear, hey, you know, and you do the same rationale that I'm sure every college, you know, fan does with their team when something happens. Like, well, all right, well, hey, he was good enough to be recruited by Clemson. He was good enough to you know, win that game at Syracuse. But then you look at his stuff at Duke. It was terrible. But you know, the thing that we kept hearing from people associated with the program that kind of knew what was going on is, you know, this dude missed all. You know, they didn't have spring practice at Duke because you know around. You know, March twenty twenty. I don't know if you guys realize this, but the world kind of shut down, right? And then summer workouts. You know, they got the guys didn't have it, right? They were working out separately and on Zoom, and that can't happen. And then they kind of had a funky uh, um, fall camp where they were kind of disjointed. And so in Duke's terrible anyway. So um, there were a lot of uh, a lot of really bad breaks that Chase got that I that now it seems were kind of unfair to him. So he comes here, he's got more tools, got more weapons. And another thing that I think is key. And I'm sure Charles will mention this as well, as we have an offensive coordinator in now, uh, Frank Ponce, who's a Miami guy. He's yes. he's Jack to be, Jack to be back, and and you know he, he's become an App State guy. So the, he came on board. Um, Charles was that 2012, I think it was, or 2013? 2013. Was 2013, was that, Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he, he's but had this love for Boone. Went with Scott Satterfield to Louisville. Sats calling the plays uh Ponce wants to call plays him and uh Sean Clark the head coach at App State have a really good relationship um he wants to you know climb that ladder he wants to put some stuff on his right he wants to be the guy right yeah. and of course you know he's a competitive guy so but the fact that now for the first time really in two years you have a bunch of guys that have coached together worked together strategized together are in that offensive playroom they're on the same page whereas last year didn't have a, a lot of success in the red zone um but I think that Ponts coming back, working with Chase, and them saying, "Hey Chase, guess what? You don't have to do. You don't have to be all things to all people. We have you have talent around you. We'll protect you. Just do what you know you can do." And we saw that work really well against East Carolina. I, I like when Sean Clark says things like, "Yeah, we did good, but we got stuff we can work on." I like that kind of mentality. But um, our expectation was, if, if Chase Bryce does well, takes care of the football, we could be dangerous. We have a lot of returns. I'm sure Charles mentioned that, but. Our expectation is to be competitive. We always know Miami's loaded. There's not even a question about it. Uh, but, hey, if if our quarterback, this transfer quarterback can come in and do good things and, and he can take advantage of the weapons around him, um, we're confident we can have a really, really strong year and even be competitive and, and and give Miami good showing.
2: Yeah, so so Big C. I mean, obviously, you know, when we played Duke last year with Chase Bryce, obviously I, I'm going to say this, and, and, again, it's just my opinion, right? I feel like App State has more weapons than Duke had last year, right? So it, it's kind of hard to say that you know Chase Bryce didn't didn't fare out well pretty well last year because of the talent at Duke. To where now this year you look at you know Noel and people and um, Hennigan, like he's got weapons around him to make him really succeed in this offense. Do you see someone like Chase uh, uh, Chase Bryce? Throwing for almost 300 yards. So is your intention with the game plan to throw the ball more or maybe to run the ball more? Because, again, you guys average somewhere between, you know, seven and eight yards a carry, you know, against East Carolina. So what are you thinking more on an offensive standpoint, how you guys are going to attack Miami's defense?
8: Well, what, what's always been the thing at App State is, is not uh, what we're going to, you know, take as a game plan and say we're doing this no matter what when we kick off the ball. Okay. It's going to be all about in-game adjustments <laughs> and what do, what does Miami give us? What does you know East Carolina give us? What does Elon give us next week? If if you're going to give us the, the lane to run, we'll run. But if you're going to um, stack the box, then we will play action pass you to death and we will take those deep shots. But they're all calculated. That's that's the key is that we we're, we're not just going to call something randomly. We've got plans and and these coaches have been together forever. Um, and when I say forever; they've been together for several years, and they know how each other thinks. Um, so that, that's that's what we're about. I mean, if 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 you, if, if any team comes in and wants to say, then we're we're just absolutely not going to let App State, you know, run for three hundred yards on us. Then we'll just burn the other way if we want to, you know. And, and the beautiful thing is, is, our top four receivers are all super seniors. They've mm-hmm. all played it. They've all been there. They've all been in big games. Um, our offensive line, although reshuffled is not going to be bad under a Sean Clark team because he was an offensive lineman who played here at Ash State in the mid-90s. And that's what he believes, and that's what he breathes, and he just will not allow a bad offensive line. If anything, we're going to be good there. So, I mean, I just think what you're going to see from us is a balanced attack if that's what you give us. You know, we we probably didn't have any, you know, idea that we're going to throw for the yards that we did last week, but they gave it to us. If you're going to cover Hennigan one-on-one down the middle of the field, he has been known to make that, those kind of catches his entire career. Mm-hmm. Did it against North Carolina, did it against South Carolina, that is. Even though he's not some six-five target, he's a jump ball target. He's a he's a wide body. You you can't you can't play through him. You have to play around him, and, and sometimes most of the time he wins those battles.
2: So I'm I'm assuming you guys went back and watched some highlights about from the Miami Alabama game, right? Obviously, sure. you you saw our secondary. Um, there's a couple people in particular that literally got toasted on play after play after play um so i agree with you if you know if we line up i'm talking miami right if miami's defense lines up maybe on a one-on-one like take advantage of that all day because at the end of the day you see what alabama did now i'm not saying that your receivers quote-unquote are as good as the alabama receivers but hey at the end of the day our defense did not look good against anybody out there right so Obviously, we're undersized at linebacker. We're we're a big proponent of speed at our linebackers, but we're not big, right? So again, if your old line can get out onto the second level, create some gaps, create some opportunities for your running back, I really think it could be a long day for the University of Miami. It,
8: that's that's a big thing we've been predicated on through the years. You know, you see a lot of these teams, and, and and they'll have huge offensive lines. They'll go six three, six four, six five, three ten, something like that. We we might have one or two of those guys, but we don't need all of those guys. You yeah. know, we're okay in the old Denver Broncos zone blocking scheme, and like, you know, like you know, Miami's known for speed. We make our linemen fast. We make our defense fast. We make sure everybody on the field can run. And so, if, if we're going to run a stretch play, our offensive line is going to have to get out there and make those blocks, and also get to the second level. So we're not gonna we're not gonna kill you with speed comparatively to like a Miami, but we will absolutely dominate execution because we won't let anything else happen
2: right so obviously you know aj hat on hat right you know you get a hat on a hat all it takes is for one of your hats to turn the defense one way you're running back plants and turns upfield. it can be it can be an adr run obviously we talked about this on your show the other day um you know mark walton first played a game you know he went right up the middle you know put hat on a hat kept his legs going and then took off for 80 yards what do you see as far as your running backs? Do you really like your running backs against like the defense that Miami kind of displayed against Alabama? Do you think that there's some weaknesses that you can exploit against miami?
9: yeah, I, I don't know if I can speak to the weaknesses of Miami that we can exploit, but but I just to kind of echo what what Charles says, I mean, one of the things that really has been a calling card for App State, really for me out fifteen years, you know, since you know we were in the Southern conference and the FCS days is, we, we we can't recruit and have a pro style, huge, you know, um, Alabama type offensive line where we're just sitting there and pass protecting. We have to have athletic uh, uh, guys to kind of run the um, outside zone type schemes where we're relying on these dudes to be athletic and to get to that next level to open holes. And, and so it's really scheme oriented, you know, like we really got to play to our strengths, but also we we've been in these games we played you know the, we we really came down to the wire against penn state the other uh year, 2018 when they were ranked i think 8th in the country you know we've been in situations like this where we know these guys have the bigger stronger faster guys so they speak but hey we're going to stick to what we do well and we're going to make them uncomfortable another game that um i think about when uh, is the tennessee game in 2016 we took them to overtime they were number 9 in the country you know opening opening weekend and we scared the scared the heck out of them right um we our scheme was to be really fast and quick on defense we knew we weren't bigger we knew we weren't stronger but if we can wear them out and be just be strategic in how we attack a bigger stronger faster opponent you know we could be successful so what i know what we do well if we're all playing together as a unit and we're all on the same page from the coaches all the way down to the linemen um i I know we have talent at running back camp people's nate noel those dudes are are solid one of them's uh Thunder, one of them's lightning, and, and they they do really well. They had a great game uh, against ECU, but um, no, I I think when I think of what what will make us successful against Miami, it'll be um, our coaches and, and the individual position coaches coming up with a great way that we can beat a, a different type of opponent that's going to be at a higher level of athleticism than our conference opponents. And if we can stick to that uh, and, and do what we see on film, but not only just exploit weaknesses in Miami, do what we do well we could do what we do well i'm confident that we got the athletes at running back to to do well it's just it, it all has to mesh together
2: right so we got about 30 seconds if we go to break and then we'll retouch on this you know again i always think about miami being like this athletic team you know again they have they're not up there with the alabamas the Clemson's, ohio states i mean they're trying to get back there but when you look at old lines obviously a few years ago we played louisiana tech we couldn't even get to their quarterback so, you know, uh, it's one of those things where I, I just think if you have guys who have the nucleus that can gel together with, with an O-line, right, I think no matter how, t- how lack of talented they are, I think that can create problems for a defense, right? So, But listen, we'll talk about some other stuff when we come back from break. Bert, go ahead take us a break, and we'll be back shortly.
3: All right, you're listening to the Kang Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio, Channel 145. We'll be back from the boys from the Black and Gold Podcast in just a moment.
0: Hey, look what I
10: found. A
8: radio.
0: Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
5: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze.
0: Good morning, amigo, weekdays 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM
11: 145,
0: Slam Radio.
7: Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs, and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov.
5: Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
4: I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions.
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique
1: Santos, 9 Latino.
0: And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
2: All right, we're back here in the Kangang Gang Radio Show on SiriusXM, joined by the Black and Gold podcast guys, AJ and Big C. Obviously, we're missing uh, DJ. Is, is that right? We're missing DJ. DJ's not part of the uh, show tonight?
9: Are we missing him? I don't know. So, so
2: he was he was actually the voice if I'm not mistaken, yeah. he was the voice of the Mountaineers for a while.
9: No, he he was an associate athletics it's director. He was yeah, he and, but he was the uh he was the play-by-play announced for basketball uh, football and baseball at app state for 15 years um a plus guy um you know we hate that we we lost in the athletics department he's now the president and ceo of the chamber of commerce there in boone um so he's still connected and still uh well loved but like as far as a guy that can kind of break down um the just how college athletics and how a department works especially at a g5 level uh there's no one better and so we we're really good friends with him so we like having him on. The show um, occasionally. He likes it too. It gets him out of his system. He doesn't do it full time anymore, but he likes it. <laughs> Good stuff. We,
2: we we hate getting on the radio. Like honestly, it's just like <laughs> it's just boring. No, but but honestly, it's you know, obviously when you have a big following, you know, it, it's always nice to be able to get out there. And again, if you've been like I've been doing this almost thirty years, not just being on the radio, but following University of Miami. Um, I started when I was about seventeen years old, actually going to my first game, my first college football game I ever watched was the '86 Fiesta Bowl when Miami lost to Penn State. Um, I was about 11 and a half years old at that time. And um, growing up, didn't have the, the best of resources financially with my parents. So it was kind of rough, you know, and then being able to finally watch, you know, a game on TV meant a lot. And I just remember, you know, Miami just, even though they lost, it was just the way they carried themselves, right? Like it was like it was like the big bad wolf of, like of Robin Hood, right? Like it's just they didn't care about anybody. They're going to do what they want to do. I'm like, I well, kind of like these guys, you know, and kind of <laughs> fell, fell in love with them, you know, and just kind of started to follow them ever since. And, you know, it's just, it's always nice when you have that passion. And again, everything that I do is revolved around the University of Miami. My wife absolutely hates it. Um, <laughs> and and, and, and to say like, my wife is great. Um, you know, she, she's a trooper. Um, you know, she, she'll do anything with me. She'll go anywhere with me. Unfortunately, everything in my closet is predicated with orange and green. She feels like when it's not football season, I should put those away and not be a walking billboard every single day. Um, I'm not sure on your marital status, boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, things like that, you know, but, you know, it's tough, man. You know, because here we are, we're on the radio and, you know, there's times we might do four or five shows a week with just different people and stuff. And it's like, man. How much time do I spend with my family, right? So I, I want to ask you guys some family questions. So Big C, uh, you got a significant other. you got kids? Talk to me a little bit about your personal life.
8: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, same situation. My wife probably thinks the same thing. Uh, we've, been <laughs> for, uh, we've been married for 13 years. We have two little girls, uh, two and four. And, uh, you know, I'm with you. I get it. She, she does the same thing. It's it's totally, you know, there's it's one of those Pinterest signs out there that says we interrupt this marriage for football season, right? <laughs> I mean, that is totally That's what it's so like over here so um but she gets it and, and uh if it wasn't for the little girls you know she would she'd be there right there with me going to games and stuff like that so she enjoys it Um uh, nice. football basketball you name it so um you know she went to school here we live a half a mile from our stadium um, oh wow. so it, <laughs> um you know that that kind of helps so in, especially in a small town like boone you live it and breathe it no matter what because yeah. if you don't then all it does is tick you off and uh we're not going to have that so
2: all right aj following up with you what about you bud
9: yeah, we're we're in similar situations. Um, we uh, started the podcast. I'm married. Eight, actually, well, yesterday was eight years for us. Oh, so, happy anniversary, yeah. man! Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, we uh went to college together. Went to App State together. Um, we have two kids, same age as Charles. We had kids at the same time, so we started a podcast. We had no kids. We thought this is great. We'll have three <laughs> hour episodes every week. We we'll talk forever. <laughs> talk till one a.m. It Doesn't matter. We'll just then we had kids, and it's like, all right, wait, right, we got, can we keep this under two hours tonight? You know, um, no, we're in similar situations. You know, Charles, you know, I I call him the world's most famous App State fan because he is. I mean, on the internet, that App State Twitter presence and that internet presence, he's cultivated that over over twenty years. You know, starting in the message boards. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not at his level with that, but um, I don't have the energy or probably capability to to do as well as Charles. But I mean, we're up there. I mean, this is our hobby. App State sports is our hobby, so. We go to all the football games. We're coming to this one. Uh, you know, obviously going to the one in Miami, taking my kids there. It's a late night, um, but it's a family thing. It's become a, a family hobby that we do. We go to a lot of basketball games. We have season tickets to the App State basketball games, and we try to catch as many baseball games as we can. But it's something that we do together, and it's something that we obviously her, uh, my wife, and I did, and while we were in college together. But we're, you know, our our um, our kids know very well when they see an App State logo or another, you know, in state. Uh, institution that uh, we don't, you know, we they that I know that's another college, and the kids they don't <laughs> like that, so we're, we're conditioning them in a, in a positive way, um, yeah, in my opinion. So yeah, gotta, no, it's very simple. Got to some... raise
3: them from a young age, right? That's
9: right, <laughs> that's exactly right.
3: So Ab State actually has a couple of uh, famous country singers that are uh, that are huge <laughs> fans for you guys, right? Uh, Eric Church and Luke Combs, if I'm not mistaken, right?
8: So yeah. I'm gonna have to take this one because AJ is like the most anti country music guy there ever was. So, like, now,
2: so I'm, I'm a Miami guy, but like Eric Church, well, I'm old school country, like I love Eric Church. Um, but I'm like a big George Strait, Alan Jackson, like to me, right. like I'm, I'm old school country, right? So, I do like some of the newer guys, but uh, yeah, I, I prefer the old guys.
8: So, uh, honestly, you know, um, Luke Combs just played a concert here in Boone on, on Saturday night, it was 34,000 people there. If you, if uh, if you if you know that our stadium is holds thirty, I'll tell you everything. Um, and it's not thirty thousand seats, mind you. So there was in a
3: room um, only, baby.
8: Yeah, there was yeah. twelve thousand seats on the field. So it was a big, it was a big deal. Um, it was Boone was crazy, and uh, absolutely uh, App State faithful love himself some some loot combs. And he's like, I think he's like 30, 31. but Eric Church yeah. is like a couple years older than me. So he's in his mid forties, and he and now I, I like uh, Co how you said it old school country is uh, kind of like what Derek church kind of is now, even though he's still putting out new music, Correct. But, uh, yeah. but, uh, you know, they're both a little different. Um uh, Luke's certainly a little bit more, uh, Nash than, than Eric is, but more like a Springsteen vibe and, and things of that more Haggard and things of that nature. But yeah. Um, and they're both, it's, you know, fortunately, they're both really good at it. Um, so anytime they have an opportunity to, uh, to tout App State, it always uh, makes us look good.
2: So what, what is, uh, so let me ask you this. So, so big C, what is uh, what's your favorite Eric
8: Church song? Uh, my favorite Eric Church song is definitely Drinking My Hand, <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> and, and AJ, you're not a big okay. Let me ask you about Luke Combs. What's your, fa- what's your favorite Luke Combs song?
8: Uh, my favorite Luke Combs song, um, actually is probably Better Forever,
2: okay. Yeah, definitely good songs. Uh, AJ, you're not a big country guy, huh?
9: Well, you know, I, I'm glad these guys are successful. I love it when alumni are you know they're doing well, and but it is really really insane how these guys these guys are really successful app state alum and here we have this podcast where we have the freedom to kind of talk about this stuff kind of on a, on a pop culture level and man I just I you know all love the people want to go to that concert I know so many like dozens maybe hundreds of people that went to that concert I know and I'm glad they had a good time I just can't get into it uh it's not my genre man I'm you know it just isn't so god bless them and Luke Combs is a little more I think, involved with App State than Eric Church is. Um, just, I think that was a timing thing. You know, Eric kind of came before the, the championships that we had in the mid 2000s. Um, but Luke kind of came at a time when um, it just was a perfect storm. That's actually a really cool story to, to tell at one point. But uh, happy for those guys. Glad they're doing well. Glad everybody had fan of the concert. I just don't know that. I just don't not a country guy I don't know what to
2: say I'm sorry so Eric so, uh, Church has one of the best songs you know like uh, uh, love your love the most right and then again talks yeah. about college football like bro like what better song can you have than something like that you know yeah <laughs> like, but
9: but he's thinking about Mac Brown though that's the difference uh,
2: oh okay
9: oh. <laughs> wow
2: so, so, so obviously funny. we have a we have a post here from one of our followers you know you guys know who Trick Daddy is <laughs> you know so <laughs>
9: yeah. of course you
2: know <laughs> oh uh, so our music obviously is a little different down here in south florida um you know again we have a lot of you know r&b a lot of hip-hop obviously you know trick daddy and rick ross and pitbull and you know all these guys here from the 305 you know it, it's great um but for me and listen i listen to that stuff but i'm with you big c there's nothing like country music like look i got a big f-150 six inch <laughs> lift on uh, 37s you know like like you you know you give me some country you give me some George Strait you know some Troubadour. like I'm jamming that stuff just windows down riding out man
8: there's a, you know there's nothing to me like a, like a long day and you need to hear that song and you can put the truck windows down Bro. and you can look at things and you no. don't think about anything no so my
2: so my wife is Puerto Rican um and so she really got into country music you know like for like cuz that's what I like and like there's just nothing like for me, again, this is just my opinion, like just driving down, like windows down and just blaring country music. Like I listen to Luke Holmes all the time. Um, But again, I, I like that old, just that old feel, like the old Garth Brooks, you know, before it's kind of like, you right. know, popularized. It's like, you know, you give me some shameless, you know, things like that. Like I really get down and dirty on that stuff. So. Um, hey, why don't you why don't you bring in not you bring Pertle in? So we have another guest. His okay. he, his brother-in-law or his cousin's husband was Brandon McGowan that played it upstate. So uh, let's let's bring Pertle in and talk to him. Yo, what's P, what's on? good? What are you saying? <laughs> How's it going?
8: I got.
10: I'm I'm on my phone. My computer's acting up a little bit, so forgive me.
2: So, Perto, we got Big C and AJ here from the Black and Gold podcast from App State. I just already kind of informed them that, you know, uh, Brandon, you know, his family with you, you know, so they know Brandon pretty well, you know, followed him. So want to give him a little plug out there?
10: I, I tried to get him on the show tonight. He said he had a work meeting, so. Yeah, it's all right. And, I, and I'll say this. I flew home late. I probably got home Wednesday from Atlanta, and there must have been probably 40 App State fans on that plane coming in wow. town. There
3: we go.
8: We, we so travel. Uh, I, you know, I don't. I don't know how many were taken down there, but whatever they gave us, we'll fill it up. I'll, I guarantee you that. Yeah. So, so my, I even text
10: my brother-in-law. I God. I said, "You guys travel," and he's like, "Oh yeah, they travel."
8: Yeah. So awesome.
2: AJ and Big C, I'm gonna give you a background. So Pertle is actually a Florida State guy. Like, that <laughs> <We want that. laughs> so you know and and obviously again last week for college football it was it was just a phenomenal weekend you know moving forward college football there was some it was really good games and, and to be honest I think that Florida State Notre Dame was besides the Clemson Georgia game being kind of as boring as it was that Florida State Notre Dame game I think was probably one of the most exciting games of, over the whole weekend um but but I don't know if maybe if, if Notre Dame was a little bit overrated or Florida State's really on that up and up coming back. And we're going to get Riperto on the next segment and talk more about FSU. So let's finish up with you guys, um, you know, and then we'll, we'll you know, we'll let you guys go. Again, we just don't want to hold you guys too much. Go ahead, Bird. I know you got a question.
3: Well, no, I just wanted to know for these guys. So, I mean, obviously, you know, John coming on – and. You know, we're big rivals of Florida State, Florida, and, you know, UCF tries to throw their name in the hat, but, you know, we, we know they aren't in there. But, uh, you know, for you guys in North Carolina, right, you got Duke, NC State, North Carolina, which lost this weekend.
2: Wake you know, Forest.
3: Wake, yeah. I mean, you get some some good programs up there, right? You know, and, and you guys have had a meteoric rise ever since, you know, people found out about you in 2007 when you knock off Michigan in the big house. And you guys will probably always, are, always be the first – you know, unknown program to come in and knock off a giant, right? And you've built your program up, but, you know, where do you guys feel you're at in the in the state rankings, um, you know, in the North Carolina power rankings?
8: Oh, wow. That's uh, that's pretty good. You know, we, we've been fighting for the respect in, in the state for a very long time. And a, a lot of those uh, tobacco road schools, we'll call them, uh, never wanted to give us any lip service because we couldn't get into the newspapers, right? Yeah. You know, you've got three of those schools that are really close together, another one that's, that's just down the road a little bit. And so if you don't get press and you, you know, no one talks about you in the state, then, you know, you, know, you beating Wofford or Furman just only gets, takes you so far. Um, whereas those schools are always playing each other. Yeah. But I mean, if you wanted to do that today, do that five years ago, it'd be two different stories. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in 2019, we beat North Carolina and we beat South Carolina. Now, South Carolina is obviously a different state, but it's still part of the a region. Oh. Uh, you know, NC State hasn't even sniffed our emails since 2006. <laughs> um, they got lucky and played us before our money Edwards took down Michigan and all that fun stuff. Um, but, but you know, we're better than Way Forest, um, yeah. we're, we're better than Duke. There's a reason yeah. Chase Bryce stepped up a level. I mean, he didn't just go oh, down, you know, y'all would probably took 40 on
3: Duke, man. 50, uh, we would hurt,
8: no. we would really hurt Duke. Uh, yeah. Um, but I mean as long as um, there's blue and red in this state they're gonna they're gonna say what they want and they're gonna mm-hmm. they're not gonna give us the any yeah. credit. But this is the type of game that not just nationally but regionally in our conference and among the G5, but we have to get respect when we go to work tomorrow and say, or on Monday and say, look, stop talking about Sam Howe. He fumbles too much, he holds <laughs> onto the ball. You know, we don't care about NC State's defense, we care about Chase Bryce and we care about the F state defense. And, and you know, be quiet. We're better, and deal with it. Yeah.
2: So AJ, um, AJ, who's your biggest rivalry? Like, who do you guys like despise?
8: Yeah, man. We,
9: well, right now, it's uh, it's Georgia Southern. Okay, so Georgia Southern. Um, they came into the Southern Conference, and I think it was '92. Uh, and, and really right off the bat, um, we we were I don't want to say equal, but we were competitive. You know, it, it's really a, an even rivalry. You know, we go through streaks where one team will, you know, have a, a good recruiting class, or whatever. They'll have a three year streak or whatever, and we, we're kind of going through that. The last ten years, we've, you know, we've beaten Georgia Southern far more than we've lost to them. But man, we hate those guys. Just and the dynamic is so funny. You know, them being in a small town in South Georgia, you know, an hour and ten minutes from the coast, where it's hot, a bunch of gnats, it's just gross, and we hate it. And they're navy blue, and they run a triple option. They They suck. And then we're in the you know this, the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains where you know everything is so pristine and we're perfect you know that's how we <laughs> play, right um, but no it's it's got to be Georgia Southern man I mean there there are times in our history where like Marshall for example in Conference USA where it was right up there as, as equally uh, hated as Georgia Southern obviously we don't play in a conference with them anymore um, we played them last year we're playing them uh, later this month. Um, But, man, it's got to be Georgia Southern. I mean, just consistently just hating those dudes year in and year out. Um, When we moved up to FBS from the Southern Conference, we were a package deal. We came with Georgia Southern. So Sunbelt went and picked up Appalachian State and Georgia Southern, and it was was a great move by them. It created an instant rivalry but um, and some relevancy in in terms of the ability um, on the field, what both programs could offer. But we hate those guys. I hope they lose every game.
2: (laughs) So let's do this. Um, we gotta go to a quick break. When we come back from break, I wanna kind of follow up with you guys and just finish up with you guys. I want you guys to put your platform out there where people can find you, things like that. And then uh, we'll let you guys ride from there and then we'll pick it up with proto. So give us a few uh, few seconds. We're gonna go to break here on the King Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM. Channel one four five. Give us a few seconds, we'll be right back.
4: Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lua. Yo, Sway Calloway. This
1: is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Everyone. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. serious XM, yeah.
5: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Good morning,
6: amigo. Hey, man. Hey, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manu Alapola, too, I'm, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't You I don't call if, him
3: that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you
6: want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manu Alapola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manu Tua? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. <laughs> Tunga Bailoa. Tunga Bailoa. Tunga Bailoa. Tunga Bailoa. Tunga Bailoa. Tunga Bailoa. That sounds much better that way.
0: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on SiriusXM XM 145, Slam Radio.
1: I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family.
7: Hola, mi gente. ¿Qué tal? Les
6: saluda la diva, la potra, la caballota, la reina y un saludo a mi
3: gente de Slam
0: Radio. And now we're back with Cane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
2: All right, so we're back. We just finished one hour here on the Kangang Radio Show, chopping it up, talk Alabama recap, which that was pretty quick because there was nothing really to recap. And then we had right. two seconds. <laughs> Yo, you missed it. You didn't miss much. <laughs> so, and then uh, <laughs> with the last two segments, chopping it up with the guys from Black and Gold, Big C and AJ. So uh, again, I just want to you know follow up with you guys and finish up with you guys. And again, we thank you guys so much for joining the show tonight. Um, where can people follow you guys? Obviously, you know, there's people that might want to know where they can follow App State stuff and. So AJ, talk to me about your platform, where can people find you, you know, things like that.
9: Yeah. So, uh, Twitter, black and gold pod on Instagram, black and gold podcast That's where, you know, put out content and stuff like that and just talk trash to a lot of Georgia Southern people if you're interested in, uh, <laughs> as far as podcasts go, um, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Amazon music, Google stitcher. I mean, our, the RSS feed that we put out there goes to a lot of different platforms that I don't even know about, but the big ones for us are those you know spotify apple Podcasts, and all. That. i mean if you have a podcast app and you search black and gold podcast you'll be able to find it it's black and gold and you'll see the, the microphone with the hat and the pipe and it's hard to miss so yeah that's that's where we live
2: and then uh, are you on social personally or you pretty much run through black and gold
9: yeah i mean yeah I have, my, I have my personal stuff i really don't do anything on it um uh charles and i both i mean we both you know, share the black and gold Twitter account. I I tweet more from it, uh, Charles. Uh, that would
2: be Bird, because obviously <laughs> you know we have the gaming show. Yeah, like there's just time. Like I work a lot, man, and it's it's just hard, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Bird sits yeah, at yeah, home I on his computer. Too. He sits at home on his computer <laughs> that- all day. So don't let him fool you. Oh man, <laughs> man,
10: <laughs> man Bird, come on.
3: Man, so, you, make it, you make it sound like I'm over here playing like video that, games and hey, that, like, that, World that of Warcraft probably
2: probably and Rolls off and all day long. <laughs> yeah. So big C, same thing with you. Like, you know, talk to me a little about where, where we can find you and things like that.
8: Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't mind throwing my Twitter handle out there. It's pretty easy to find. It's just big C and then ASU. It, it looks like big cashew, but it's not. I'm not a nut um, <laughs> except, on, except on tailgate mornings. So, um, yeah, I don't mind interacting with people. I like to have decent conversations online, um, but if you get ugly, you will get blocked and muted and we'll deal with that later. Um, but uh, no, I don't mind.
2: You know, here's the yeah. funny thing. I've never blocked or muted anybody on Twitter. Oh,
8: right. I have muted of accounts, you know, yeah. um, we, when, uh, when our coach went to another school, I had to, I didn't want to see any red on my feed for a while.
11: <laughs> um, okay. So
8: I've slowly pulled those mutes back. Uh, but, uh, yeah, as, as far as blocks, I, you know, I, I, usually don't get into that. I'll just gotcha. like, just forget it. So gotcha. but hey, all but, right. but not saying that you would, but yeah, I got rest so, of that.
2: <laughs> so, so final, final thing for you guys, I need predictions. So AJ, I'm going to start with you. Give me a prediction for the game this weekend.
8: Oh man, you know,
9: um I you know I hate to kind of steal from what Charles said when you guys came on and did our our show, but I, I think it's kind of between. I think you said, if I remember correctly, forty five ten. I think, think forty one ten. I think I said forty one ten. And uh my man Dirty Bird over here is getting hated on from working at home. I, <laughs> I I'm standing up for my poor St. Lucy brother here. Uh, he said what thirty? You said 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, thirty
3: four twenty seven. Twenty seven was mine.
9: Yeah. Look, like I give you guys this
3: program a lot of respect.
9: Man. Right? No, I appreciate that, and and Co doesn't. So I mean, so it's not <laughs> in between there. Right? I'm, just right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just. I'm totally. I'm totally kidding. I think it's in between that. I I don't think 41-10. Um, I I think our defense is really fast and really talented. Um, I I I don't I don't, I don't know if it's getting that high, but man, at 34-27, um, doesn't jive with with what I think that how that game's going to go. I I think um. I, I could see a, a, a 32 a 32, 21, a, a 32 17 something like that. Miami, I'll say Miami, I could see Miami win this game. Um, you know we, we come into this we come into these games a lot right I mean we're G5 program we play that you know play P5 school typically every year. And I will say this um, as you're talking to me now, we're recording this on a Thursday. By Saturday, my, my prediction will be different because I'm gonna be so hyped up, and this is how it is. I'm just gonna lose my mind as we get closer. I'm like, you know what? I said this, no way, no one's beating Chase Price, no one's beating damn people. I'm just gonna lose my mind. But uh, I, I think Miami's good. They 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 always have talent, always have speed. I think we do too. But you know, as as in-depth as we are with App State and how we know a G5 program works, there are just differences that yeah. that exist, and um nobody's gonna be happier than than us to see. A victory um i just you know i'm trying to if you're asking a realistic prediction here um i think i think in that range that i gave is more realistic okay big,
8: big c what, what about you i, I think what i, I wrote in my blog today i said uh, miami 30 21 um you know if, if you go back and look at the power five opponents we've played and since we've become fbs the only ones that have beat us like a drum are miami clemson and georgia and those clemson and georgia teams went to the national championship game yeah. Otherwise, we've been in overtime with Tennessee. We've been in overtime with Penn State, who was top 10 ranked. And we were, we knocked off North Carolina South Carolina, like I said earlier. So, um, you're going to, you know, either of those things are possible, but I, I tend to lean toward the fact that we're going to be competitive on Saturday.
2: Well, you know, here, here's the thing, right? If you guys do end up beating Miami, you guys would beat both UMs, right? Think about that one.
8: Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. It'd be one and one against both of them. <laughs> That's right. <not. laughs>
2: well, guys, listen, man, we appreciate you taking the time joining us. Uh, let's link up on Saturday. You know, obviously, hit us up. Uh, we'll be there early. Uh, be nice to meet up with you guys, take some photos, Obviously, we can put them on our page and things like that. So, look forward to seeing you guys again. Big see when you travel. Have safe travels, and then uh, let's link up on Saturday, and uh, you know, we'll go from there. So, we appreciate you guys.
9: Yeah, thank no, you very much, guys. You. Thanks,
3: thanks, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks.
2: So those are the guys from uh, the Black and Gold podcast, Big C and AJ. We're going to whip their tail, bro. We're going to buggy stomp the crap out of them. <laughs> they're,
3: they're still in the water, I can see them laughing.
2: No, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to buggy stomp the crap out of them, bro. You better pack up. You better get
10: coming. coming. All right. So
2: we, this, is, this is kind of one of the good episodes that I was looking forward to, one of the good segments. We got our boy John Purtle over here. You guys can follow him at John C. Purtle on Twitter. And is it Josh C. Furnall? Is that how you have it That? Yeah. Yeah. I, got, I, yeah. I just kept it simple. Kept it my name. Yeah. And, and so keeping it simple, I, I'm going to ask you right off the rip, man. Jordan Travis or Mackenzie Milton? Man. Can I, my, but, can I give you my my, my, my honest? Like listen, like
10: listen. Unless I'm missing something and I don't fully see what's going
2: on, I don't know how you don't go to Milton. Like, I really don't. So you and I have this discussion pretty much on a daily basis over the last few months. Again, is McKinsey's knee going to be ready? Blah, blah, blah. I would have thought McKinsey would have been starting again. I told you, Hey, maybe more upside with Jordan Travis being younger, blah, blah, blah. But what I saw and how that team responded when McKinsey came in, like, and again, maybe it was just that night, it, you know, the first game after, you know, coach, coach Bowden passed away, you know, it was win one for the Gipper type thing. Like, they played really well. I was literally impressed watching uh, the defense and Johnson coming off the edge. Uh, your corners were coming up and making tackles. And I'm thinking to myself, as much trash as we talk about how FSU looked based on their videos that they put out earlier <laughs> over the summer and I'm like, like who is this JV team? Like they came ready to play, John. Like I, I'm, hey, listen, I'm a little
10: impressed. I listen, I'm you already know I'm a huge I, I'm I'm a little biased, I'm I but this is not the same team that we've been seeing for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I mean, down 18, third quarter, two, three years ago, pack it in, we're getting routed by 30 plus. Right. They were able to stay in the game, fight back, you know, I mean, I'm not, you know, it, I'm, it's still, it still hurts a little bit to see that loss. I mean, you yeah. got to close that game out, you yeah. know, come down special teams and miss a kick, you know, and,
2: but, uh, what, let me ask you this. What do you like about their running game? i say Corbin ripped that one for, for, you know, for 90 yards. I mean, to I mean, me, I, he broke and he was gone.
10: From a from a football perspective, right? Like, we're all pretty high, high football IQs here. You know, and it, I think that's what I'm missing. Like, the natural instinct says, oh, we got to start Milton. We got to start Milton. But the ability and the, you know, the extra dynamic that Travis provides, like, I think that schemes into Norvell's offense so well to where he he's a little reluctant to go away from it. You know, I mean obviously Mill can hit the throws, he can hit the passes and whatnot, but taking that third dimension out to where, you know, you don't have the mobile quarterback to where, you know, I I, I don't know. I mean it's 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 a little puzzling to me. You know, I mean I, I try to not question it, you know. I mean I'm I don't even know. I, Cohen and Saturday, who who do you roll out? Like, and they're talking about Travis is gonna is he's 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 a starter, you know. Yeah. And I,
3: so nobody nobody cooks Florida State on 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 a Twitter and all like I do, right? I mean, look, I I've been no, on y'all, sure. you know.
10: I, every, uh, listen, bird, every other tweet is FSU. I mean, when you want to put a jersey on, just let me know, and I'll get. Oh, you. okay, here
3: here we go, <laughs> here we go. That's no, not every other tweet, man. But, but look, like look, I, I've been obviously very outspoken and you know what? I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you all a lot of respect. I was really impressed with that game and I was actually like into the game. You know, of course, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm, I, I want to see it get back to where FSU's good and Miami's good and you know, when we play, it means something. Oh yeah, Every for sure.
10: Time. I mean, going into you an know. FSU-UM game with a spread of 20 plus is oh, not, you dude. know, going into where it's a pick them, like, you know, the yeah. heads are getting ready to get busted and, you know, yeah. we it's Line it up, and let's finish the game and and see where we stand. I mean, like going in yeah. last year was like, you know, like obviously it's rivalry. it's a huge game, whatnot, but like it was like literally walking into like we had no shot, you know, yeah. and then throwing Norvell missing, like at least this year, like I feel a little bit, you know some some positivity going into it, knowing like at least our team is responding,
1: you know We're gonna I mean, fight. I early.
10: Fight. It's week one. You know, we played, you know, I, I'll say Notre Dame's definitely overrated. You know, are they a top 10 yeah. team? No. Are they a top 20 team? Maybe closer to 20 than 10. But, you know, they're in that range, you know. And for us to go toe-to-toe with that, you know, after the way we looked last year, I mean, that's pretty big. Here's yeah. what
3: killed me in that game, real quick, though was yeah. the defense that uh, Notre Dame was playing against you guys in the second half. They were basically running like a pre defense. And, you know, I mean, they have Marcus Freeman as a defensive coordinator who came in as heralded. But, I mean, I just didn't see it out of those guys. I'm like, why wouldn't you try to apply more pressure to these guys? Because, I mean, the O-line, if you're going to look at a position, probably if I'm going to ask you what do you think the the, the toughest position on the team, it would probably be the O-line. And when you only rush three people, they made that O-line. You know, the O-line
10: played really well. Well, I mean, you only rush three and you drop back. You know, it's your lanes are that much bigger. And that's what yeah. we to capitalize. I mean –
3: And they were soft in the secondary too. So I'm like watching, I'm like, what is going on with these guys? The thing
10: of it is until I actually see, you know what I mean? As as biased I am, in his home. I mean, until I actually see Travis hit continuous throws, which I've yet to see, like I have, I'm a football guy. Like I, you know, and I look at it from both sides of the ball and I'm like, I'm sending the house on that. You can't hit a one-on-one in the flat.
2: Like that's a problem. So not only that, I mean, so we got about five minutes to go or four and a half minutes, whatever like what I saw with Jordan Travis was just three bad throws, right? Those three picks were just literally ducks that you got to learn to throw that ball out of bounds. You just, you can't throw it into, you know, down the sideline where, and listen, number 14, that, that all American safety made a great play on. like he literally came from one hash all the way to the other hash, right? Maybe if that ball is a little bit more on, on a rope, I mean, that's, that's housed, right? But you know, pull little error on it. It got picked off, but those are the type of throws you want to see Jordan Travis either, Number one, take the sack or throw the ball out of bounds. You know, you got to have your team live to, you know, to see another play. You just can't beat yourselves with those type of plays. And, again, he's still young. You know, maybe McKenzie doesn't make those type of throws. You know, maybe McKenzie, like, again, with the wherewithal, hey, I'm a senior. I already know this. I'm throwing the ball out of bounds. You know, we'll we'll pick it back up. We'll go. But some of the play calling, even that fourth down from, I think, the 35-yard line, like, there was still time in the game, things like that. Like, you just – those are the type of calls that I don't know if they're you second-guess those calls now because they didn't work. Um, but I felt like with Notre Dame only playing a three-man line, like your running game should have just been gashing that because they were literally baiting you guys to run the ball. And yet, you know, they're just throwing the ball down the field. And I'm thinking to myself, who's the, who's the OC who don't see this, right? So what is your overall take on, number one, the offense and how they played? I mean, I, I don't – I mean –
10: I mean, that I, I'm a gambler, right? So like yeah, yeah. that fourth down call early in the game, third, I, I have no qualms with that. Like I'm running that all day long. I might not have drawn that play up, you know, right. you know, given they're they're giving you the rush. Right. And Travis is not able to hit the short throw right yet. So why are you giving the opportunity for a wide receiver to drop it and him or yeah. either miss the throw? So, you know, maybe, maybe a little critique there, but I mean, you know, Norvell's is a flow. Like he, you know, he's not going to get caught up and beat the drum on something. Like he's got an offense that, you know, he's not really, you know, more, I don't know how to, you know, explain it as far as like, you would think natural flow of the game, like, okay, they're letting you run it. Just keep running. Just keep running. But Norvell's going to run his offense, you know, yeah. Stay in, in, in his game, you know, it's like a chess player. Like you're not yeah. going to let dictate your move. Like, you know, your move already. And, uh, I mean, I, my my only thing is it took Jordan Travis knocking his helmet off because that game was getting ready to get take nasty. That. Yeah, it was getting ready to get ugly. You know, we're down ten. If, if Travis, we're not getting that same response. We're not climbing yeah. that yeah. game. We're not you know, you know, like that that low snap on the you know, we're down by three and you know, you know, do you call? Of course, you call that. You know, you call. Yeah. You, you challenge that that's 18 yards on the spot. Yeah. I'd kick the kid, make the field goal. And like, you know, in hindsight it's 2020, but you know, overall, like I don't really have too many, you know, I might be a little bit hyped because of the result as far as like what the response, the results, but right. I wanted to see, but you know, I mean, Listen,
2: you, you, you got Jacksonville State this week, right? So obviously it's a, it's a, it's an opportunity just to get that win under your belt, move forward. And, and again, and start progressing as a season, same thing with Miami, right? Like, Again, we have App State. We're hoping that we, you know, we beat App State. You know, then we have Central, then we have Michigan State, Central Connecticut State, and then Virginia. So I'm looking at the end of you know the first five games. Miami should be sitting at at four and one. Now, I mean, <laughs> Michigan
10: State didn't. Look yeah, good.
2: well, that's that's the other thing, right? So Michigan State actually looked really well against Northwestern, but again, it's Northwestern, right? So again, you're talking a noon kickoff here, and Bird, we got to go to break in about 20 seconds. So you're talking about a, a noon kickoff. In a sweltering heat down in Miami with the Michigan boys. So we'll see how that plays out. So we'll see. But I think I think moving forward, Florida State's, I think their season is gonna go on the up and up.
10: I mean, look at our next four going I mean, we don't play, you know, I mean, Wake Forest is the biggest question mark going into week five. I mean, other than that, I mean we have some touch up games, some polish up games, and like, you know, especially going to Jacksonville State next week. Like we literally got a chance to really fine tune this thing to where we actually get some competition and you know,
2: We'll see. So let's go to break real quick. Bird. we got to go to break. Uh, We'll be right back here on the Kenyan Radio Show. Sirius XM Channel 145.
0: Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
5: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
11: We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
6: Good morning, Amigo.
0: Good morning, amigo, weekdays 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Social
7: Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs, and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends or simply just enjoying the day social security securing today and tomorrow see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov
5: produced at U.S. taxpayer expense
4: I'm constantly failing guys I'm constantly learning it's not how you fall it's how you get back up there's no losing only learning there's no failure only opportunities and there's no problems only solutions
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique
1: Santos, Heart iHeartLatino.
0: And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
2: Hi, we're back here with, with uh, Ken Gang Radio Show. Bird, um, obviously we're chopping up a Pirtle, big FSU fan. Um, so uh, again, so Purtle, we don't want to keep you on too long, but let me ask you a question here. Like obviously you and I have talked a little bit throughout the offseason, things like that. I still don't see my, uh, I still don't see Florida State going 500. Bird, after what you saw, the first game against Notre Dame. Do you think
3: they go 500? Well, honestly, right? I was putting out before that I didn't think they were going to win a power five game just seeing the c- clips from practice and how small they looked, and they looked totally out of sync. You know, I'm going to say now that I, I, I pick them to be uh, five and seven or six and six. So five, five and seven that.
2: sounds a lot better to me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey,
10: Robert,
2: I hey hope that... get the hedging.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: here we go. Here we go. But, you know, look, I mean, honestly, like, I really want to go to Tallahassee, and I want to see a competitive game, right? So, yeah. you know, I hope it's not the fact that there are two or three wins in and, you know, half the team's given up, right? I want to see them hold it together, and, <clears throat> you know, and when we play that it's competitive and it's a fun game, and, of course, wanna we'll win, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I do want to see uh, <laughs> see us get in there and get that W up in,
10: uh, in tally.
2: I'm trying to get John to ride up with us, you know. I mean, obviously we'll ooh. be there. I'm, I'm trying to get John to to make that trip, man, and I can, you know, obviously, I can,
10: pro- I can probably swing it this year. I mean, the little one, the
2: little one's a handful right now, and yeah, leaving yeah. her back home and just I,
10: this year, I'm probably going to swing it though.
2: I mean, listen, man. At the end of the day, if you can, you can. It's it's always a good trip. I mean, obviously, I'm not sure what we're. I actually had talked to a Bird and about maybe even you know, renting a little small RV and just you know riding up, man. So road, make trip. It, bro, make it easy. It's a ooh, seven hour ooh. trip, but. Put put yourself in like a little seven passenger RV, it just makes it easier, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but
3: you know what? So. I wanna I wanna give Pertle some props real quick though, <clears throat> because you know we have this this rivalry between us, man. But you know what? There's a there's a real healthy respect when we watch games together. So we were good. John John sat with us at the 5210 Miami FSU game, yeah. right? And look, he sat right next to me uh during the Miami Alabama game, right? And uh, you know, he was good to me, man. He just kind of he just kind of looked up, man, bro. What you think? Y- y'all gonna be all right here and i'm like ah you know like <laughs> and i only lost my cool once during the game man i think i broke the seat in front of me but i,
10: I give it to you I mean, <laughs> we sit next to we even spoke about it earlier you know from a, from a, you know europe miami is our biggest rival regardless so like you know going into any game you know like my natural gut instinct is i don't want to see miami win you know do i want to see alabama win? hell no but you know uh, <laughs> it, it's between a rock and a hard spot you know so i'm just there for a good time and you know and, and i mean I, let's I mean alabama's alabama right now and miami definitely wasn't up to the task But you know yeah. it was uh you know it, it it reminded me a little bit the reverse side me being down there in miami last year and just getting gutted you know like that, that feeling of you know like you know like this is where we're at you know like this is what i mean it's early you guys can but, respond so correct yeah
2: well, Jay man, I appreciate you coming on. I'm gonna holler at you in the morning. You know, we'll be down to Hendrix and uh we'll appreciate you coming on. We're gonna chop it up real quick with uh Mr. Randy Garcia, Jake Garcia's father. I'll and, see you guys. Uh, Thanks, John. Right, John. Hey, Take care, buddy. you you, you want to give me that goal no? Let me let me hear it. Come on, give it to me. Hey, start hedging. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll see you in the morning. See you, buddy. That, that was our boy John Pertle over there with a big FSU fan. That's I guess you would call him our FSU insider, right? So it's <laughs> He always has good content with us. Well,
3: so. Yeah, we've talked about having, you know, guests from each other's school come up. Correct. Right? right, but we're like, who do we bring on from Florida State, man? We don't want to talk to any of those guys. Right. We're like, Pirtle's got to be our insider, man.
2: That's right. <laughs> All right, so, Bird, joining joining the show here on the Kang Gang is uh, uh, a special guest. Uh, we would like to welcome Mr. Uh, Randy Garcia. Uh, Randy, thank you so much for taking your time and uh, joining us here on the Kang Gang radio show on SiriusXM. Um, how are you doing tonight, sir?
12: Um. Feeling good, feeling positive. Can't wait till Saturday. Yes, Wonderful. sir. Uh,
2: obviously, you know I kind of already turned like the mirror forward and not even looking back from last Saturday and just <laughs> looking straight ahead and seeing what we have to show this Saturday against Appalachian State. How was uh? How did you take the game on Saturday? Obviously, uh, you know people probably know your son is Jake Garcia. Um, you know, big recruit. But as a father watching, and I'm assuming you're a big college football fan or just a big football fan in general, what was your perspective and how did you take the game and what you saw on Saturday?
12: Um, you know, I wasn't, um, I wasn't totally surprised. I mean, Alabama is Alabama. Um, you know, I, I knew that we had a chance. Um, but, you know, after hearing some of the um, other podcasters and some of the stuff that I've heard that went on behind the scenes, you know, um, like lack of communication or, or breakdown of communication, like on defense and those kind of things. I uh, kind of have, have a better understanding of why the score was what it was like. Um, you know, it's it's um, I think we're a little ways away from uh, the Alabama types, but um, uh, the ACC championship is always in reach. And that's and that's got to be, a you know, our next goal.
2: So I'm a big proponent of obviously when Manny took over for Coach Mark Rick, you know we started six and seven last year. We finished at eight and three, um, and, I, and I've said this for 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 many many months. Alabama doesn't dictate your season. It's what do you do post Bama? Again, you start this week with App State, Michigan State, Central Connecticut State. Then you get into ACC play, right? Yeah. And, and I don't see really anybody in the ACC that looks, especially Coastal, where Miami's at, that looks dominant. Obviously, Votech. <coughs> if you want to say they looked really good because of what they did against North Carolina. But I think that has to be the mindset for the University of Miami right now is we can win the Coastal. Like our season is not done. And that's what I have predicted going forward is if you win the Coastal in 2021, your trajectory is going in the right path.
12: Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's uh, the only team that can beat Miami is Miami. You know, as, as, as long as we play up to our potential – um, because I, I, didn't see anybody quit. No, correct. I mean, correct. It was, you know, obviously you're losing by, by what insurmountable amount of, of, of points, but I didn't, I didn't see anybody just just flat out quick. There was still a lot of energy guys were still trying. Um, but, um, it's, it's almost like, like, like two different seasons I mean you got your preseason, you can go on four and still win the ACC and still get to big bowl game.
2: And I literally just said that earlier. We had the uh, guys from Black and Gold Podcast from App State was on the show. And I just said that. Alabama's our preseason game. We got that out of the way. We kind of see what we need to work on. And what better way to see what you need to work on with an Alabama or an Ohio State or Clemson, right? So you mm-hmm. can kind of see where your deficiencies are. What, did, what was your take from the O-line? Obviously, as, as a father of a quarterback, I'm sure you kind of watched the O-line. I'm a big proponent of the big uglies up front and how do they handle, you know, the people in front of them. Um, Do you kind of do the same thing? Do you watch how the old line plays?
12: You know, I'm not, I'm not a very good uh, live. um, A person who watches it live and can really make, make an opinion. Um, I usually go back and I'll, I'll watch, watch the videos and stuff. This way I make a better opinion and it's, or have a better opinion. Um, But, but for me, especially being a quarterback and, and haven't been booed before and stuff um and and not that Jake's never been booed but um i i don't have enough information about um why maybe they ran or why they you know maybe it was supposed to be a pass and and they, they couldn't get off or or whatever so um, it's hard to tell really how how the line did until after you actually break down the film you know they they um i mean they they struggled at times you know obviously you know, um, uh, King got, you know, was was sacked a few times, but um, I they're, they're just going to get better. I mean, Alabama is just a different animal.
2: Yeah, 100 percent. You know, you no know, bird. Obviously, we got we got an opportunity to sit down with uh, Mr. Garcia kind of pregame, you know, kind of yeah. watching and stuff and being able to talk to you. And, and, and again, it's finally nice to meet people. Right. So obviously, you know, Jake's had a uh, kind of a a bolsterous type, you know, recruiting process, obviously, you know, going through the USC and the decommitting and then obviously the COVID situation and being able to go from California to Georgia and then from Valdosta to Grayson. Um, Would you mind telling me a little bit about that process and, you know, mentally, how, how did, how did he take that?
12: Jake is, Jake is wired different, man. He's just, he's just, um, you know, whatever, whatever the opportunity is or the challenge is, um, especially when it comes to football and he, 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 he knows he can overcome it. Um, you know, he, he he started off at Long Beach Poly um, as a freshman, and it was it was looked like he was going to start, and then Matt Corral came. Uh, he transferred there. Um, you know, Matt's at uh, Ole Miss right now. So Jake was back up to Matt. Um, the coaches left. Uh, Antonio Pierce and T.J. Husmasada and um, LeVar Arrington, they were all their coach, and they all left and went to, you know, different places, and, and Antonio Pierce is at uh, Arizona State now. So Jake transferred, it wasn't gonna work out with the new coach. It was just, the chemistry just wasn't right. So um, he went to Narbonne, uh, was there for his sophomore, junior year. Uh, The junior year, we won the city championship in in, uh, his sophomore year, then junior year, uh, going into the 10th game, um, the uh, CIF, which is California um, um, High School Association, um, they canceled our game because they said we had a kid that was not eligible to play and so they canceled um, that game and banned us from the playoffs. And then that's when um, he went to La Habra, uh, which was near um, where we were living. And that's when COVID hit and Jake wanted to play. So we looked at um, schools in Arizona and Nevada, You know, Bishop Gorman, uh, Chandler in Arizona and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we're looking around, uh, Valdosta came up. So we went and visited Valdosta beginning of August spent a couple days there. Um, he loved it. He says he wanted to play in the South. So went home, uh, ran it by mama and she said, sure. And which kind of stunned us, but, um, (laughs) so about three three days after we got home, we were back on a plane back to Valdosta. Um, there's a lot of talk about, well, actually not a lot of talk, but there's some people talking about, because we had to get a, a legal separation so that I had custody of Jake, even though you moved under circumstances with the pandemic and we moved over 2,300 miles in the play in uh, Georgia, um, the Georgia High School Association didn't consider that uh, a bona fide move because his his mom had moved with us. So we ended up getting legal separation. Um, he was ineligible at Valdosta because it had not gone through the entire court system yet and didn't have a final judgment. So once that was done, that's when it became eligible at Doug Grayson. Wow. wow. You, that, know, it you was, know, it was a long, long process, but we wanted to win a state championship and that's, that's how it ended up. So.
2: Yeah. yeah. You, you know, know what, what's funny is I'm sorry, bird. I was just going to, you know, obviously being uh, under the limelight, obviously, you know, Netflix just came out with title town and, yes. you know, I'm sure a lot of people have seen that. Yes. Um, you could just see, the emotion that Jake displayed, you know, sometimes some of these kids, they, you know, when they're that type of player, you don't necessarily get to see that true and that raw emotion, but you can see how he was really hurt by not yeah. being able to play. And almost like they were blaming him, but it really wasn't his fault.
12: No, he, no, it, was, it wasn't it was his fault. And it, and it, and it wasn't, um, I mean, it wasn't our fault either. in, in the sense that um, the court system uh, just took a long time to get the paperwork uh, completed um and ghsa never once told us um that that was the reason why he was he was ineligible is because we didn't have the the um, uh, final documents from the court but yeah it was an emotional time it was um it, there was there was there were a lot of ups and downs uh jake uh Valdosta, i mean they they loved him uh the community embraced him um jake got along with with everybody really well um I mean, it was it was just it was a great experience to be down in, in South Georgia to play South, South Georgia football. Yeah. Um, you know, it, things worked out. And, I mean, wouldn't do it any other way. It was really sad to go. And you know, watching the watching the uh, Netflix thing, it was it was it was very emotional, even for myself, watching it now, just going through back the feelings that um, or the emotions that we went through. I mean, it was a uh, it was a stabbing heart when when they told us he couldn't play.
3: So you know. All that you guys have been through, it was uh, it was crazy for us because as we were we were standing out there watching warm ups and sharing time with you and, and your lovely wife Yvonne, and you know just um, watching the team come out right and I think we we realized we're like oh my gosh you know this father is getting to see his kid in you know a uniform in a stadium they play the Super Bowl in it's a packed house against the number one ranked team in the country and I kind of looked over at you and I just kind of like. You weren't like you could just see so much emotion on you and like everything you guys have been through. That was it was just a really cool moment to to you know to kind of be standing next to you for man.
12: I'm glad you weren't with me on the plane. We got a plane to go there. It, <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't cramp up, man. It was it was um, and yeah, I, I think a lot of emotion um, comes from everything that we've been through. Sure. You know? and, and and you know you got the trolls out of social media and stuff, and they're you know they're saying some. Some nasty things from, from, you know, their basement and when they don't know anything. So, I mean, and Jake's not, not into that social media uh, stuff very much, but of course. You know, we look at it and, and see, and I'll don't, I don't respond to it um, really. But um, yeah, when, when we think about everything, when I think about everything that we've been through and stuff and then watch them run out. And um, it, it, yeah, it, was, it was very emotional.
2: You know, what I like is obviously a little bit and we got about a minute and a half before we go to break. Um, obviously, you know, kind of getting ready for cane walk. You know, obviously I saw you and your family out there at cane walking. and you're like, where do we stand? And I'm like, listen, this is where you stand. You're good. Because I do, I do so much recon like the day before, kind of find out exactly <laughs> where we all go. Because even at home games, I will be there an hour ahead of time. Like I'm usually one of the first people at cane walk. It's something I've been doing for like the last eight years since they've implemented. Um, But tell me how that was like getting, you know, watching him walk by and, you know, you know, kind of seeing that. And obviously in the team in general, because walking through, I thought they kind of had that mindset. Like they were prepared.
12: Yeah. You know, and I I need to apologize to you because I I know I questioned you about, (laughs) are you sure they're going to come here? Are you sure? (laughs) So his mom stayed up there and then I went down um, on the, on the next level, just, just to make sure. But uh yeah, you, your recon is uh, is great. You did good job. Um they you know, they, they, they came in, they they looked like they had the attitude to that they were gonna win the game. And yeah, they sure. came to me play. Um, you know, it was really cool to see um to be that close to the team as as they walked by and stuff and and you know, got to give Jake a hug and his mom gave him a hug up when uh, he was up on the upper level there. Um you know of course I, I recorded everything. So I was able to go back, and, you know, and watch it again. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah, it, 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 it's it's amazing. It's, you know, we wait. We're so hard to get here. And then now that it's here, um, you know, you think you're going to stand all big and proud. But it's just it's
2: very humbling. Yeah, it, really it is. It is. So, Bird, let's go to a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll finish up with uh, Randy Garcia.
3: All right. You guys are listening to the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM. Clam Radio, Channel 145. We'll be back in just a moment
0: what I found a radio radio this is Sirius XM 145 slam radio
5: there are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases wash your hands avoid close contact with people who are sick avoid touching your eyes nose and mouth stay home when you are sick cover your cough or sneeze
0: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Social Security
7: is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs, and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information, anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends or simply just enjoying the day social security securing today and tomorrow see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov
5: produced at u.s taxpayer expense
4: i'm constantly failing guys i'm constantly learning it's not how you fall it's how you get back up there's no losing only learning there's no failure only opportunities and there's no problems only solutions
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique
1: Santos, 194.9, iHeartLatino.
0: And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
2: all right we're back here the final segment of the Ken gang radio show on sirius XM, channel 145 <coughs> you got a dirty bird up there in the 772 obviously i'm holding it down in the 954 305 area and they got randy garcia joining us as well so randy my understanding is you guys are living in the gables right now is that correct yes okay so we got Randy Garcia from the 305 as well. So what is, um? obviously you guys will be there Saturday um, earlier tonight on the show. We had, uh, we had the black and gold people from app state. Have you done any research on app state? And if you, if you do, what are you thinking about? How do you think they're ready? They're going to come in here and be ready to play. You know, I haven't
12: done any uh, research on it, but I know that the quarterback is. Um, um, Chase price. Yeah. Right. But I'm, I'm I can't recall what school he was from, but he played at a big school, right? He was at Clemson.
2: Then he went to Duke, and then he just hit the portal to go over to uh, App State. Okay. Um,
12: no, I haven't done any recall, but I um, Sports Center. I let Sports Center do my do all my research on that. <laughs> you know what? They're fast. You know they're quick. They're not very big, but uh, they're very explosive. Um, and I, I think um, I don't think I mean I know we're going to handle them, but it's it's um, I think our defense is going to have their hands full too.
2: I agree with you there. I mean, obviously, with the guys from Black and Gold Podcast, I have Miami winning 41-10. Bird's got a little bit closer. He has it, like, 34-27. Um, I feel like we come out there and we just we kind of wipe the floor with them. So, moving forward, obviously, this 2021 season, I think, barring any injury, Derek King runs the table and plays this year. Um, you and I had an opportunity to talk at the um, – at the pregame, you know, with, with Alabama. Now, I'm, I'm excited about the 2022 year, about the open competition between Jake, you know, and TVD. You know, you also have Ja'Curry Brown coming in as well from Lowndes in Georgia. Um, what do you foresee, like, as far as, does TVD and Jake have a good, like, good friendship, a good bond? And obviously that competition is only going to make them better, right?
12: Yes, no, absolutely. Um, yes, they do have a good bond. They do, um, they, they get along, they talk, and you know, that's you know, flat out, you know, how do you guys get along, this is great. I mean, it's, it's, it's great, I mean, that's, you know, it, it's what you want, you know, you don't want the animosity and you don't want, you know, uh, start getting your little clicks, you know, yeah. from the team and that kind of stuff. Um, but the competition, yeah, the competition is gonna be, it's gonna be, um, it's gonna be intense, uh, They're, um, you know, because of the additional year for um, the NCAA the NCAA game, you know, both basically freshmen. So, um and they both want to play. I mean
3: Yeah.
12: yeah a, he, I mean he's his guys to start. I mean there's no there's no doubt about it. He's big, strong, um, you know, and he's and he's and he's smart. So it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a good competition.
3: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to it because I think I think the ceiling is going to get higher and higher for Miami. Again, like like I mentioned earlier talking with you, if Miami can have a great season and get to the get to the ACC title game where you see a vast improvement from the last two years, moving forward, I mean, on offense, yeah, you're going to lose probably Will Mallory. You're, you're going to lose Mike Harley and Charleston Rambo and someone like Ken Harris. But if you look at all those young guys that Miami has—the Don Chaney, the Jalen Knightens, the, the Brinsons, the Xs, the Jacoby Georges, like Michael Reddings, Keyshawn Smith—you know—and Elijah Arroyo—like Miami's offense should be pretty potent no matter who's at the helm next season, right? Um, oh. And, and that's, that's what excites me. Yeah, no,
12: absolutely, man. You know what? You know what I um, what I really like is that they're getting the talent without the problem. You know, and I, and and I say that because um, you know, I mean, I, I I watched Miami in the in the 80s and 90s when when they were going through their you know the whole thing, and, and it wasn't just Miami, but you know, uh, Florida State, and some of the other schools were getting. And it seemed like there was always problems and stuff, uh, but they were really talented, um, and that's one of the one of the things that um, kind of held me back a little bit from Miami, and I, I mean, told Coach Lashley this. I'm still scarred from the 80s and 90s from you know um what was going on at the time and i'm not sure if i want you know jake to be in there uh but it's not like that now they've got the talent and of course you know you have a kid or two that's going to make some mistakes but you know they've got the talent and um and you're right look at the cc and that's just going to attract more, more talent
2: yeah has jake had an opportunity obviously if you look at the alumni base and you look at the brotherhood that the university of miami has has jake been able to reach out or has anybody reached out to jake like a like a Gino Toretta or Ken Dorsey, or has he been able to talk to any former quarterbacks?
12: I think I think he's talked to uh, Gino. Uh, okay. back home. I'm not, I'm not sure don't quote me on that. But i um, I know that they were supposed to get in contact. They're supposed to contact him. So I can't say 100 percent that he did though.
2: Yeah, and they're both wearing the same number, right? So they're both wearing 13. So obviously, you know, that, that means something. So Bert, go ahead and ask some questions that you have.
3: Yeah, no, so, uh, how, I mean, how's Jake adjusting to college life? Is he feeling good out there? I mean.
12: He broke up a little bit, but adjusting to college life?
3: Yeah, I mean, is he settling in pretty good and yeah, You
12: know, he, he came uh, last, last spring and it's, um, with, with COVID and stuff, there wasn't, weren't that many people on campus. Um, you know, it's was here through the summer, and of course there was even less on campus. And now, you know, there's kids on campus. Uh, and I think it's. This semester is going to be the first time that he's really going to experience what, what college is about. Um, but, I mean, he, he loves it. They're in a brand-new dorm. Um, you know, he's around all the other football players. He's got great roommates. It's, uh, he had uh, Elijah, who was his uh, roommate, and uh, Andy, for Dallas. Um, and now it's uh, Romello and uh, Jacoby George. Yeah, Jacoby
3: George, but, yeah. George yeah.
12: yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he's, he's loving it. I mean, um, it's, it's a lot, though. He's talking. Time- I heard often, you know, he's taking you know, uh, five classes and between uh, being at practice at 5.15 in the morning, you know, and football all morning, the classes in the afternoon, that boy's tired, man. I had dinner yeah. with him the, the other night and he, he looked like he to pass out at, at dinner. It's not like- you,
2: you know, people don't understand how college life, It's people think that these kids have played college athletics like they haven't made, you know, again, You know, they probably flew back from Atlanta late, late, late on Saturday. They probably were right back either having conditioning or workouts on Sunday. Um, You know, again, it's, it's not like they just go back and relax and hang out in their room or hang out in the dorms. They're right back with conditioning, lifting practice, you know, all that stuff the following day. And and that's why I have a lot of respect for these kids, because like you said, not only are you trying to be a, a student athlete, it's your classes. I mean, look at the classes that you're taking. Like, yeah. how much time do you have to, like, allow for your studying? And, you know, because, again, if you don't do well academically, you're not playing, you know, on Saturday anyway, right? So, you know, that that's good to hear that now. Are you a big proponent of academics first?
12: Yeah. You know, and, and the other aspect of it is you want – you there's still kids, you yeah. know, and it's still college. And, you know, so, um, you know, one, one aspect is good that they keep them so busy and that they're tired that they're not being kids – college you know so um it's i mean it's it's a good mix i mean it's you know what it is it's it's a business it's a business um a business time of your life right now you know especially if you want to go on to the next to the next level you got to you got to focus and you just got to do the right things you got to be the best the best you can be so that if they want to go on to the next level you go and if not at least you still have your degree you
2: know, and yeah. so
12: this is this is all it's, it's all a business right now for them
2: can I ask you, what is what is he majoring in? Uh, right now, he's
12: undeclared.
2: Okay. I've um,
12: taken the primary um, uh, general class that he has to take. I mean, English
2: is and stuff like that. Get him out of the way.
12: Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think he'll probably, uh, probably go into business. Okay. Along those lines.
2: Does he like, does he like, does he, does Jake like studying the game? Does he watch a lot of film?
12: Yes. Yes, he does. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because we'll, um, we'll, we'll talk a lot about, about you know, different plays and, and those kind of things. Um, and he's, he's, um, he didn't realize, honestly, that it took so much film study until he got here. And he'll tell you the same thing. High school, it was, I mean, the, his team and, and he was talented enough to, to kind of get through it. I mean, his team would watch whatever film they watch, but they were talented enough to, you know, to get by and he, he sets a different level here. I mean, you really got to put time in
2: the film too. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> how does he feel he's
3: retaining the playbook? I mean, is that is that something that's, you know, coming kind of natural or is it somewhat of a struggle or?
12: You know, because he's been at four different high schools, he, he has a really good idea how to uh, digest the playbook. But um, mm. here it was, it was just a little bit different um, in the fall because they, they just really, I mean, just every day was just install, install, install. Um, and then the defense is installing also. So now you're getting these complex defenses that you haven't seen and so on and so forth. Um, you know, he, he he made some mental mistakes, um, like on the second scrimmage. So dad and white did that, but I know he's supposed to do this, but this happened. And it's all because it was just, it was a lot, you know, until I explained to him that now that fall camp is over, now you're focusing week to week on the next opponent. And mm-hmm. not to have a whole playbook. It's gonna be tapered down to you know whatever that that they're gonna rough that opponent, and then whatever special plays. Um, so the game's gonna slow down for him now. Now as NFL camp, it's out a fall camp. It's slowed down quite a bit for him.
2: Well, you know, I'm hoping this week. You know, maybe again, I, I have Miami winning pretty big. I'm hoping that Miami can get up enough and then maybe pull King and let number nine, let number thirteen get in there. Because I'm a big believer in that. If you're up, you got to let your younger players get some playing time because Again, say King last year goes down pretty early, right? You've got to have people who can assume that role and be able to really step into the game and be ready to play. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, and, you know, we were up, um, or, or losing quite a bit for Alabama. Um,
12: I thought, thought he might get in. But you um, can play four four games and still register. Yeah. Correct. It's not going to be quality time to where he can get a couple series or
2: so. Um, then it's not worth it.
12: It was better that he didn't get in.
2: Yeah. You know, so. And I think I mentioned I think I mentioned to you. Um, I think I mentioned to you when we we're talking like the Central Connecticut State game. Right. I mean, the game coming up. Right. That's a game where I, I feel like you don't play your starters. I think that's where you kind of play your backups. Maybe people would disagree with me on that. But again, my new probably be favored pretty big on that. But there's no reason why not to play, you know, 13 and nine. And, and give King the day off, right? And and it's if, if something happens where you have to throw him in, by all means, then you put King back in. But so that's the type of game I want to see all the young guys playing at least right. a half of football.
12: Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's you know, and under those circumstances, um, I think it's good for recruiting too. Yeah, because you know it, it shows um, you know the recruits that that you can not get some early playing time, um, that they're not gonna you know when the opportunity's there, they'll, they'll put you in. Right. So and that's that's big for some of these, you know, big four or five stars. You want to get the early playing time or some opportunity anyway.
2: Yeah. So, so are uh, you guys? Um, obviously, you guys are going to be there Saturday. Um. Yeah. What time are you guys planning on getting down to the stadium?
12: Um, I I think the green lot. It says it opened like at two o'clock. Correct. So the other lot nice <laughs> open at three. So we'll be yeah. there about two fifty-five. Okay. Um, yeah. Be we'll be there about
2: the same time. We'll be there the same time. Oh.
12: <laughs> yeah. I'll be in the stands uh, um, as soon as the gates open. I like to get there, no. watch them warm up, and, and just you know, sure. hang out. So, the tailgating, I'm not, I'll, you know, I'll have a beer or two, but beyond that, I don't want to be going to the restroom all the time. You know, yeah. I want to be, <laughs> not, It's not party time. Party time's after the game. Correct.
3: Yes, sir. You know, well, the good news it is. The-
12: goes there, it may be different
3: but well, the, the, absolutely well the good news for you randy is Cole will be able to tell you exactly where to stand uh for cane walk so that you'll yeah. be able to give jake a big hug so he's he's <laughs> definitely got you covered on that man so oh, yeah, yeah. For, uh, i
2: promise not, yeah. to, not to ask more than three or four times <laughs> no i mean obviously just look for me i'll, I'll tell you where to stand and you <laughs> yeah. know i know there's some there's some configuration because obviously the formula one racetrack is still going through there so right. um I'll find out early when I get there where everything's going to be. And then, like, like I said, the team will get there probably five-ish. So I would be lining up around four and I just sit in my same spot and, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, an hour of standing in the sun for came walk. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, <sure>. Yeah. But, <laughs> okay, so yeah. We go. Uh, yeah.
12: You know, we, we I talked about uh, Miami in the eighties and nineties and, you know, worried about all the distractions and things that were going on so on and so forth. And we came, uh, to Miami uh, twice. Um, first time we were here, it was when uh, uh, Tate Martell was here, so I think that was in between Jake's uh, sophomore and junior year. Um, I think it was uh, uh, Coach Diaz's first year. We were at spring practice, and um, he 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 lined everybody up in a wall squat, and he he reamed them. He reamed them and says, "Hey, listen, not in these words, but you know, it was this is the message that I got out of it." Listen, it's changing here. It's not the way it used to be. Um, you're either going to put out, you know, effort, or you're not. If you're not going to, back, get off the wall, go to your locker, and clear it out. You're not wow. gonna miss it. you know. And that, and to me, that that said a lot. You yeah. know, as far as at least the effort in it, and um, you know, it takes a while to change. You know, some cultures and stuff. But um, yeah. that that was that was huge. That was huge for me.
2: Wow, that's that's important, you know, because obviously those guys back then, it's you know, again, you look at the talent that Miami had in the '80s and the '90s. I mean, the talent spoke spoke for themselves, where they can do what they want to do, right? But I do like, again, I do think Diaz is doing the right thing, and again, I still think he needs another year of recruit, like another recruiting class. But you see, you see that the the trajectory is going up, not going down. So that's what I like to see. So.
12: And these kids, they, you know, some of them have been over the house for some Mexican, homemade Mexican food and stuff. Um, I mean, they're they're not just talented kids, man. They're, they're really polite and very, yeah. very, very well-mannered kids. I mean, it, it sounds kind of um, uh, elementary, but I mean, they are. They're, they're yeah. just, just really good kids.
2: Yeah, you know, my wife's Puerto Rican, so I know all about that food. So <laughs>
12: we found out some kids didn't really like the the hot stuff, but that's good. <laughs> I, I tried to pull out some um, some shrimp and some pasta and it was good.
2: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, Randy, we appreciate you joining us tonight on the Kangang Radio Show. Um again, I, I look forward to seeing you and your family on Saturday. And uh, you know, listen, thank you so much and uh have a great week and we'll see you on Saturday. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Randy, Bye-bye. So that was uh, Randy Garcia here on the King Gang Radio Show. Good, some good input, man. It was, that was good. Obviously, uh, really a good show, man. Like, obviously, you know, Bama recap. Um, that's in the past. Black and Gold Podcast. Shout out to AJ and Big C. Uh, talks some FSU football with John Pertle. And then uh, just finish it up with two segments with uh, Randy Garcia, man. What a great show.
3: It's a great show, man. Can't wait for Saturday, brother. We're going to tear it yeah. up. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think Miami's going to blow them out of the water. So anyway, thank you guys for listening. Uh, the Kangang Radio Show. We'll see you on Saturday again. My prediction: I told uh, Black and Gold forty-one ten. I'm actually going to increase it. I'm going to go forty-eight ten. Miami, woo, Let, let's woo. rock and roll, baby. So, all
3: right, go Kangs. Go Kangs.
0: The views and opinions expressed on Kangang are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.